tortoise. Hello, I'm Tomini, and this is the Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, a landmark environmental agreement appears to have worked. The hole in the ozone layer is closing. What lessons can we learn from this rare success story? That's after a short break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Human action to save the ozone layer appears to have worked. The ozone layer is a sun shield, a thin part of the Earth's atmosphere that's 15 kilometers from its surface and protects us all from the harmful ultraviolet radiation. If it's not there, then the sun can cause serious damage to life on Earth. Huge impacts on crops. Um, if I go outside 15 minutes, I'll get a perceptible burn. In that world, it's five minutes. This is an incredibly bad world. So when holes were discovered above the Arctic and the Antarctic, everyone was worried. And as the hole over the Antarctic grew, so did the concern. NASA's satellites have been tracking them since 1979 and have produced images every year since. In the images over the Antarctic hole, you can see Antarctica, the bottom of South America, Australia and the southern tip of Africa. The healthy parts of the ozone layer are in red and the depleted bits are in blue. That is the hole. Originally, the scan showed a small blue blob over Antarctica. Then, as the years went by, the blue blob grew and grew. It was at its largest in the year 2000 at 28.4 million kilometres squared. For context, that's larger than all of North America. Then, in 2001, things started to change. The hole looked like it might be getting smaller. Or at least, it was no longer expanding uncontrollably. And it's been good news ever since. The scans today show much less blue and much more healthy red, which is down to that landmark international agreement. The phase-out of nearly 99% of banned ozone-depleting substances has succeeded in safeguarding the ozone layer, leading to a notable recovery of the ozone layer in the upper stratosphere and decreased human exposure to harmful ultraviolet rays from the sun. So how did countries manage to come together and make this happen? The scientists who discovered the gaping hole in the ozone layer warned that humanity was on track to completely destroy it by 2050. But for an issue so big, the cause was actually something that seemed pretty small everyday items found in every home. If you accept all newspaper reports, you might just believe that the next major threat to the world will come from an aerosol can. Every time someone got ready for work or a party and sprayed a can of hairspray to fix their do, the gas from their canister would rise up and chip away at the ozone layer. They are used in uh, every air conditioner and refrigerator. They were used in car air conditioning, they were used in a bunch of industrial processes to make 
electronics. They were a solvent to, to make... Luckily, there were already lots of less harmful alternatives. But that didn't stop big chemical companies from resisting change and questioning the science. Someone from the French industry insisted that, patronizingly, that French women would never give up CFCs in their, in their perfumes because, and in their hairsprays because French women were able to tell the difference. It didn't work, though. Public opinion turned against CFCs rapidly, and so politicians had to act and act fast. Just two years after the official discovery of the CFC problem, world leaders gathered in Canada to try and fix it. The result was the 1987 Montreal Protocol. Mr. President, the evidence is there. The damage is being done. What do we, the international community, do about it? 46 countries signed up. They would stop producing CFCs and phase out using them too. That was 35 years ago. And now a report from the UN says we're reaping the rewards of that agreement. It says that the current date of full ozone recovery is 2040. It will take time to heal completely because the harmful CFC gases can live in our atmosphere for as long as 150 years. What is undeniable though, is that if politicians hadn't acted so fast and so decisively, all those decades ago, we would be living in a far worse place today. So what can we learn from this rare success story? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In the year 2023, we can look back on those choices we made in the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s and know with certainty that they were the right ones. The Montreal Protocol is the most successful environmental agreement in human history and is still the only UN treaty to be universally agreed. Every single country signed up. If the world can come together to prevent an environmental catastrophe once, can we do it again? There are many parallels between today and 1987. Humanity is once again facing an environmental catastrophe. We are at a crossroads. People are suffering, people are dying, entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. In 2015, world leaders did sign a major treaty called the Paris Agreement. The main goal was to stop the world's average temperature rising more than 2 degrees, or ideally 1.5 degrees Celsius. Many were optimistic at the time, but it now looks like we're far off meeting that target. The success of the Montreal Protocol is evidence that we can come together to repair damage that humans did to the planet. But with the state of the world as it currently is, international agreement on anything looks tricky. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. Today's episode was written and mixed by Rebecca Moore. If you want to understand more about how the Montreal Protocol came to be, my colleagues over at the Slow Newscast spoke with the man who discovered the hole in the ozone layer all those decades ago. Search for the Slow Newscast 
or How the World Filled a Hole wherever you get your podcasts. Tortoise. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.